This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Of course, it is Christmas week. It's Christmas Eve Eve. And it is tonight. Festivus, too. It's fe- now, what are the parameters on Festivus? I mean, I understand it's like a Seinfeld thing, but that's about all I know about it. Um, instead of a tree, there's an aluminum pole. Okay. Uh, there's an airing of grievances. At is it the, always two days before Christmas? It's, it's December the 23rd. Okay. And there's an airing of grievances at the traditional meal, which... Uh, as what kind of grievances? Giving thanks. Uh, just you tell all the people who've harmed you or wronged you in the last year how they've done so. <laughs> and if you ha- hold anything against them, I guess you tell them that. And then it ends with the feats of strength. And that is? Um, it's where one person wrestles another person and until somebody pins the other one. And then the holiday ends. So doesn't sound like the most loving of holidays. No, well, there's no gifts. Yeah. There's no gifts. So You know, I actually like commercial. that. I, I appreciate no gifts. I do, too. I, I don't I, like giving gifts, and I don't really care to receive them either. Uh, I mean, I don't like how people feel like they have an obligation to give gifts. Like, right now, my, my renters are probably spending their rent money on buying people gifts when they should be paying the rent. But they're going to get gifts, too, and... <laughs> It, it all kind of balances out, but I think yeah, it's and that's just the n- problem with it. Is yeah. uh, I mean, well, not that that's a problem, but that usually, I mean, when we talk about people spending their own money, we we understand that you are the best person to make decisions for your own life. You're the best person to spend money on yourself because you know what you need. Whereas somebody, they may have your best interests in mind. They may be thinking of you. They may be thinking pleasantries toward you, and they may be believing that what they're doing for you is going to be appreciated. And I'm sure you'll appreciate the fact that they got you a gift, but it just might not be something that you really needed. It might not be something that you wanted. It might be something that's going to sit on a shelf somewhere and, and really essentially be a complete waste of that person's 50 120 bucks, whatever it was that they they spent on you, so... I, I don't think know. there's anything wrong with it, as long as you're actually giving a gift because you want to and not because you feel, you feel obligated. obligated. Yeah, but I agree I, with that. It seems to me that if you really want to make an impression and give somebody a gift that they're going to like, you would do it on a day that's not Christmas. That's I agree with that. when they're expecting a gift. If you give somebody something out of the blue, even something small in the middle of June or yep. July... It should have just as much weight as getting it on Christmas. Right. When you are just going about your normal day-to-day activities and you think of something that would – or maybe you're out shopping and you spot something that so-and-so might really like, that's when it's really an unexpected and and pleasant occasion, whereas with Christmas, it's expected and it's routine, basically. So – I, I'm not trying to down anybody's holiday here. I mean, if that's what you're into and you like the gift-giving thing or the white elephants or the Yankee swap or whatever the, the little games that they play. Well, Yankee swap Christmas. makes sense because you you bring a cert, something that's worth within a certain range of money mm-hmm. and everybody brings that and you end up switching. And at the end, you're all going to get something worth about the same amount of money. So but that you didn't really necessarily want. That, yeah, that's true. But right. I guess uh, to me, it seems like playing the lottery. I well, mean, what about white elephant? Have you ever played that one? Uh, I know I don't know that one. It's kind of like Yankee Swap, from what I understand. I don't think I've ever played Yankee Swap, but the white elephant is you're supposed to bring some sort of weird gift, like something that's not necessarily anything that anyone would want. Well, basically. people do that with Yankee Swap too <laughs> to make it interesting. But. Well, that was the that's the intention with the uh, the white elephant thing. So everybody just brings something bizarre or 
strange that oddball gift or something like that and and it's the same deal where you swap so that's kind of fun and that's what it's all about right is having fun with the people uh, enjoy having an enjoyable occasion with the people that you're close to unfortunately for some people that's not what they're doing this week either for some people out of obligation they're getting together with family members that they'd rather not be around that see uh, the family see the in-laws and you don't necessarily want to some people do and that's great but others they they prepare for the worst. I mean, they have to get drunk before they go around their family, and that kind of makes things worse if the other people are drunk and they're uh, ornery. And man, that can be problematic. Luckily, there there was never a fist fight or anything like that in, at my family's gatherings. They were I've all never pre- seen a fist fight. <laughs> I, I just know that a lot of people feel awkward at family functions. Do and you? At, at holidays? Do I? Not really. That's I good. mean, it's kind of the only way I would feel awkward is sometimes I'm talking to people who I really only talk to at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's not so much that I'm concerned that somebody's going to say something rude. It's just that yeah. you don't really know what to say and you feel obligated to well, make small talk. You can talk about the talk. weather and yeah, right. it's always, it's always going to be small talk, right? It's uh, okay. Well, what are you doing for work? And no, uh, how's the weather where you live? And, uh, so what are you doing for work again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot of small talk, but I mean, it's not a bad thing. I guess some people really like it. Small talk, you mean? Well, seeing the relatives. I don't know. I guess. Well, again, it all depends on your your relationship. So if you want to call in tonight and uh, tell us about your Christmas or holiday, or, I don't know, excitement or your dread, maybe you're dreading what it is that you're going to be doing tomorrow and the next day, 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Or, of course, you can bring up anything you want. That, of course, is the point of the program. I guess that I think Julia and I are just going to have a nice, quiet uh Two nights together, I suppose. We'll be here doing the show, so it'll be like regular. Well, for us. so I guess in a sense you're working on Christmas. Exactly. I mean, if you want to call this work, right? I guess yeah. it's not like you actually leave your house, so it's. I can't start drinking at noon, so you know. No, not that I would. Some people would. Some I'm would. sure some people listening to the show have started already. Well, some would, and they should. I mean, if they're going to a family gathering at 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you've got to start beforehand, right? Well, I guess if you need to get liquor to see the family. Yeah. But I, I take it easy. <laughs> you also don't want to be the person who's had too much eggnog and is kind of making an ass of themselves. That's true. 1-800-259-9231. So your holiday stories, if you've got them. Uh, of course, a lot of people are out traveling right now uh, across the country. and I think man. Hanukkah's over, isn't it? Has anyone called know. in to I wish don't... you a happy Hanukkah or no, anything like that? No, I haven't. No, I, I think I it usually that. comes at the beginning of the month, but I don't really know. Doesn't it last for two weeks or something like uh, that? There's eight, eight, eight nights. I think it's eight days, too, or it might be seven days, but it's eight nights, and I think it's usually towards the beginning of the month. But they're always selling the Hanukkah stuff with the Christmas stuff. So we were out and about today doing a little shopping and uh, food shopping, but the, the, the where the food shopping places, there's all kinds of other stores around, and the... The streets were just packed. I mean, if there's a recession going on in this country, it doesn't seem to be going on up here. No, and I, I had the same experience. I went out to the stores even when it was we had a terrible snowstorm this previous weekend, and people were out shopping. Yep. So I know retail figures are going to be – I know they're going to be down little, and off yeah, from what they were last bit. year, but I know that Black Friday was pretty solid figures. Really? I didn't see the numbers this year, so I don't the, know. This year it was off by like $300 million or something. It was like $10.3 billion, and mm. last year it was yeah, like 10.6. So it's not it's not really impacting that retail Christmas that much. A lot of people thought it would, and I've heard people saying that if the economy gets worse, they think that maybe 
Christmas won't be as commercial in the future, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it survived the Great Depression. Mm. Of course, it's a recent idea, too. I mean, Christmas has only really been a commercial affair for probably the last 130 years. So are we just really insulated up here, Nick? I mean, is it really kind of bad for people out there some places in the country? I mean, Michigan, obviously, people are having a tough it's, time in the Detroit area. It's got to be worse in other places because I was looking at the unemployment figures for Keene. The last month that was available was October, Keene, New Hampshire, where we are. And it was 3.4%, no, 4.3%. Is I'm that sorry. the Census Bureau that figures that out? No, it's the Department of Labor or something. Okay. But it was 4.3%. That's lower than the national average, It was right? six and a half. Yeah. So, and it wasn't all that much higher than last year. It was maybe a couple tenths of a percent over that. But in other parts of the country, I mean, people, a lot more people are out of work, and I'm sure it's times are tighter. But, I mean, things aren't that bad yet, right? Have you I mean, noticed it? I mean, where you are listening to the program, have you noticed the recession? Is it hurt? Is it is it touching on your life? Or are you just feeling like a lot of people are kind of just buying into the hype and pretending or acting as though it's really a recession well, and cur- curtailing spending and doing things like that because they believe it to be true, which creating a self-fulfilling prophecy? Is that a factor? I don't know. I mean, you could assume that people who are now out of work are going to blame it on the economy, even when it's not necessarily the economy. It might not be their fault, but there are always going to be companies who are laying people off or one particular sector of the economy is not doing so well. But that doesn't mean you lost your job because of the recession necessarily. I'm sure some people have. I mean, the unemployment figures are up, which seems to indicate that some people are getting laid off. No, but... like it or not, some people get fired before Christmas time. It just happens that way. 1-800-259-9231. I don't know. If you think there's something to this recession thing, uh, I'd love to hear from you. We're so fortunate to be in New Hampshire, where the economy's pretty darn strong. Um, so maybe we're just really insulated and completely ignorant to what's really going on out there. Uh, if you want to bring us home to the truth, 800-259-9231, at least as you understand it, this is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. So enjoy those, including the wiki. Over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive for free. W-I-K-I freetalklive.com and if you love liberty then check out bureaucrash social it's the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world at bureaucrash social you can share your ideas obtain resources document your activism as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers go to bureaucrash.com to learn more and get involved that's bureaucrash.com so we go to your phone calls dave listening to wais in ohio hello dave yes hanukkah began last sunday and it's for eight days. Okay, so it's still on then. Or no, yeah. it's the very end, I guess. Then Christmas is in the middle of it. Christmas and is in the middle? Oh, wait, wait you mean it, it, oh, when you say last Sunday, you mean this past Sunday, yeah. not the one that... Sorry, sometimes that yeah. phrase confuses so me. it's still going on now until Sunday. Got it. Or Monday, I mean. Or... Okay. Well, there you go. Anything else on your mind, Dave? No, I want to say happy Hanukkah to... My Jewish friends and Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays to everybody. There you go. That covers it. Though apparently that actually offends some people. I thank you, Dave, for the call. I'm not offended. It doesn't bother me. And I mean, of course, I should be bothered. I guess uh, 
I'm, well, I'm not really an atheist anymore, but formally as an atheist, the, the word holiday does have holy as a root word, so I suppose I could get all uppity about it, but people have fun, and that's okay. So, yeah, well, happy holidays. I think some people get offended by Merry Christmas being substituted for by Happy Holidays, but I, I think it depends on your reason for doing it. Sometimes. The reason I would do it would be to uh, ensure that uh, you cover the bases. I mean, you want to make sure that you aren't offending people, and uh, you don't want to say, say Merry Christmas to somebody when they're not a Christian. And I mean, it makes sense to go Happy Holidays. It's the safe route. I guess it is. I usually just say Merry Christmas, and if somebody's Jewish, if they say I'm Jewish, I'll just go Happy Hanukkah. Uh, I don't think Kwanzaa is a real holiday, and <laughs> the whole solstice—it's real to somebody, man. Kwanzaa—it's got to be. It's real not religious, to though. It's no? just a celebration of African culture. I mean, it's, there's no particular religion. So, what about winter solstice? I guess. I mean, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it's kind of a new agey thing. Not to say it's is any solstice, less good. No, solstice isn't new agey. That's old, well, man. That's most, pagan. It's pagan, but the, a lot of the groups now that celebrate it are kind of neo-pagan. Yeah. <laughs> so they aren't they aren't actual druids. They're just people who call themselves. I don't know. I, there's n- not that it's any less valid than Christmas. Uh, I just and in fact, uh, it's my understanding that the Christians actually borrowed all of the symbol uh, symbology for Christmas they borrowed uh, from the, the pagans. They borrowed the date too. Symbology or symbiology? Uh, yeah, symbology. symbology. Yeah. Yep. The symbology. Uh, I mean, the whole idea of the the birth of Jesus, the rebirth of the Son. They definitely lined it up so that they could co-opt it. The Catholic Church did. So. Right. I'll I'll give you that. The solstice celebrations were there before any of the monotheistic faiths took it over. But I, I guess the Muslims don't have anything right now, do they? Ramadan I was a have while. No ago. idea. Ramadan was a while. I mean, maybe there's some minor holiday but i don't think they have anything big going on if there's any muslims listening call in and correct me yeah absolutely 800-259-9231 so for me happy holidays covers the bases uh, and it's easy you don't have to correct myself later let's go to your calls matt in illinois you are on free talk live hello matt hey guys how you doing hey what's on your mind tonight um well i was going to tell you that hanukkah started yesterday but there you go you've been to it. sunday so i've been beaten to it but um, I was listening to your podcast. You had a gentleman calling the other day, uh, professing to be a Catholic, mm-hmm. and and uh, then somebody called in afterwards talking about creationism versus evolution. And these two guys kind of got under my skin a little bit. This guy, this guy, this Catholic. First off, one of the things that he did was he asked you how old you and Julia were, as if because you were so young. You didn't understand Catholicism. I was brought up in a Catholic family. I'm Italian. And in the fifth grade, you're supposed to be confirmed, which is a big brouhaha that they go through. Mm -hmm. And I decided in the fifth grade, I wasn't going to be confirmed a Catholic because I could see in the fifth grade that the whole organized religion thing was just BS. Mm. And I didn't want to. And I didn't want to be confirmed a Catholic or anything. So ever since then, I've as I've gotten older, I can see more and more and more clearly how deceitful these people are in the organized religion. And this guy who called up was 45, and I'm 48. Uh-huh, you, you win. You win, Matt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
And on the creationism versus evolution thing, um, a lot of people talk about this. I don't think anybody really understands the significance of evolution. The scientific method is a method whereby we observe things, we formulate theories, and then we do experiments to test for these theories. In evolution, they have experiments. They can show evolution happening, particularly in simpler animals and one-celled beings and fruit flies and things like that. But you can also see it even happening in humans where you can see how the dietary, that our dietary, uh, uh, our, or our diets are actually affecting our DNA in mm-hmm. certain ways. And they can do these experiments and they can repeat them and repeat them and repeat them. And evolution is just a fact of life. It just happens. And you can see it and you can experiment with it. Whereas creationism is a theory that you can never test for. You can never uh, uh, create an experiment where you say, you know, how do we experiment to test to see how God created everything? How are you going to do that? You're absolutely right. It's something you have to believe based on faith. You have to take it on faith. But I'd like to point out that, I mean, for our religious listeners, that I don't believe that there's any um, exclusivity or mutual exclusivity when it comes to uh, creationism versus evolution. I think that's a false choice. I think you can very easily be somebody who believes in creationism and also believe in evolution. I think you can, if you are a Christian, I think if you're a very religious person, I think you can believe in both. Well, when I look at the, uh, the majority of the creationism uh, literature and how it's supposed to work, and I look into it, their arguments are based on how evolution fails. That's how they base their arguments. In other words, they say evolution fails here. For instance, I, I don't know, take something simple. We don't really need an appendix anymore. So why do we have an, an, an appendix? Why mm-hmm. would that have been chosen? See, evolution has failed. Therefore, creationism must be the answer. Right, and again, that's it's a the, false that's choice. That's the kind of arguments that they put out. Yeah. I'm with you. So, so it, to me, that is making it exclusive. And I, and I, I agree that there's, there's things that we probably haven't even thought of yet. I mean, the universe is such a huge big thing. There's just so much that we don't know. And it seems to me that human beings have this problem saying, gee, I don't know. And it's okay not to know. (laughs) I don't mind. I have no problem saying I don't know. And I do it a number of times on this show because after all, I'm just a talk show host. I didn't go to get any real schooling to do this. Thanks for the call, Matt. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up anything. And one of the things that's nice about this show is when you know, you can call in and correct us if we're wrong. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian here with And Nick. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the archives. We've got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website. You just click and download, and they're yours uh, for free over at freetalklive.com. 
And the Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, you can join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. And on top of that, IHS actually provides housing and meals during the conference. So apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or at Emory University in Atlanta, March 14th through the 19th. So visit LibertarianSeminars.com for more information and get on board for this really great offer from uh, IHS. LibertarianSeminars.com as we continue here. I want to get back to the evolution thing uh, in a moment, but we've got calls on the line, so we go to them, uh, starting with Cliff in Florida. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'm actually right now I'm in Detroit. I'm in the uh, airport because I'm uh, traveling from Miami to, to Elmira, New York. Gotcha. But um, I was calling you because um, I wanted to let you guys know that, uh, you know, first of all, I think it's very important that people, whenever they interact with the government, have something interesting happen to call in. Because I think when you, once you verbalize it, it will make, you, make it more real. Okay. You feel, like a, uh, you feel a little more uh, less fearful next time you interact with them. All right. What happened but, um, to you? All right. Here's, here's what's going on with me, basically. Well, what, what happened to me? Um, I'm flying today to go to, to go to New York, obviously, and uh, I decided not to show my ID. I didn't want to show my, you know, my my state issued ID. Uh, but I figured, you know, that I, I still want to get I still want to get to New York before Christmas, so I'll at least show my social security card and also my building ID for where I work. Okay. So I, 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 I get to the uh, TSA guy. Give him my, my, my social security card and uh, my building ID. And he asked me, do I have a picture ID? <laughs> so that kind of made me laugh. Hmm. And I'm like, well, I just gave you a picture ID. It's my building ID. It has my name on it. And he's like, uh, no, 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 we need to have a, a state-issued ID. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have any state-issued ID because once my license expired and my uh, ID expired, I never renewed them. So uh, he, he puts me to the side. He, was, he, was, he, was kind of, he, looked, he looked kind of weird when he was looking at me, like, okay, who doesn't have an ID? <laughs> but... Um, yeah, right. He has me step to the side. Yeah, he has me step to the side, and uh, he gets his supervisor. And uh, his supervisor's telling me, wow, you don't have any ID, so how did you get here? I'm like, well, I got it right over here. You know? But he's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 28 years old. How old are you? <laughs> you know, like, it's, kind of weird, it's kind of a weird question to be asking somebody, you know? And um, yeah, essentially, um, he, you know, he kept going back and forth about, well, we need to have a real a government ID. I'm like, well, I'm showing you a government ID. It's your federal Social Security card, you know? So mm. what else do you want me to give you? And uh, essentially, uh, what, what ended up happening is like, well, do you have anything else? And I and I get I grab my wallet to look for I don't know like my my debit card or whatever else. And he noticed my expired license in there. And then stupid me, I keep my expired license because when you go to a bar or a restaurant, if they ID you, oh, they want to know your date of birth. They don't really care what. Really, will that work? Because Julia's uh, just recently expired and she hadn't gotten the replacement yet, and she was wondering if she would be able to get away with with buying a drink or something like that with it. And I said, well, I wasn't doing, sure. I've been doing it since May. I've been doing it since May. I've, I've never had a problem with huh, it. Okay, <laughs> but, um, that's good. Yeah, so um, as soon as he saw the ID, he's like, oh, I, I want to see this. I'm like, um, I'm sorry, this is expired. And I don't know, I kind of made it up, but I think it's somewhat true. Because I, I think I heard it somewhere that um, if your license expired, you're not supposed to show it to government officials because otherwise you're committing some kind of crime. They might confiscate <laughs> it. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever the situation is, yeah. I'm like, well, look, it's an expired ID, and I'm not going to show it to you because I don't know, I don't know what the new rules are for you know showing an you know officer an expired documentation, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't want to you know a go to jail. Or I don't know what the, if there's going to be a fine or whatever else. Well, you've already admitted it, so whatever was going to happen would have probably happened anyway. Well, I mean, the thing is, suppose they just take it out and actually give it to them. That's when it's you know a crime. Hmm. <laughs> but um, so I, yeah, yeah, we go we go like that for a little while. Like, well, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're not if you're gonna resist and you're not gonna you know show me your ID, then I'm gonna refuse you to refuse your passage to the checkpoint. Wow. So, yeah, it, it, 
kind of sucks, and because of the fact that today is my girlfriend's birthday, you know, my wife's birthday, actually, and uh, a couple of days from today is my, my uh, daughter's first Christmas, and you know, the rest of the family takes that pretty seriously. So yeah, you got to get there, and that's they know <laughs> they 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 that's what they hold over you, man. If you want to go where you're going, you got to bow down. Yeah, so I mean, I gave him, I gave him the the the, uh, the expired license, and I told him, look, man, I'm, I'm giving it to you under the rest because you're the one that's asking for it. I'm, I don't want to give you an expired ID because I don't want you to be committing, committing a crime, and I don't want me to be committing some crazy crime for some, you know, crazy rule that you got tied that I don't know about. Sure. So I give it to him, and uh, he marks, he takes my boarding pass and puts uh, four S's on it. Ah, uh, the I, super I, I, secret I special rest. search. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's like two stacks of uh, of pens. The red ones and the blue ones, and what I'm noticing is there's a lot more. Red, there's a lot of red ones, and it's catching up to the blue. So I'm guessing a lot more people are getting uh, special searches. Huh? <laughs> so, Maybe. I mean, that's what. Yeah, that's what it would seem like to me. At least in Miami, it seems that might be the reason behind. It. I don't know. So, so you um, ended up showing the the, the expired ID. Yeah. They didn't confiscate it. You didn't get arrested. You went through the super secret search, and uh, how'd that go for you? Everything smoothly or? No, well, well, here's, here's what I did when I when I when I start going through the uh, the checkpoint. Uh, you know, the guy they're going to do a pat down. You don't want to, I guess, rub you down to make sure <laughs> to make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I get there, uh, while he's you know doing whatever he's doing to me, I keep talking. I start talking to him about you know liberty oriented stuff. I'm like, hey, you know, do you think it's weird? I'm, I'm, the minarchist in me came out. I'm like, don't you think it's weird they have internal checkpoints, you know, within the United States? You know, don't you think that's a weird thing? Like, well, I'm just doing my job. If you want a place to complain, you have to go through the TSA. Yes, I'm like, well, I do I'm not, not think. Place to complain. I mean, yeah, so I just told them, I don't really care about the TSA. The TSA is going to do what the TSA wants to do. I'm talking to you as a person because I'm sure you have a family too. And, you know, maybe, you know, if you're looking at the way things are right now, if you don't think it's ridiculous, then don't forget, you, you probably have a family too. And I'm pretty sure one day, you know, it'll get probably worse for them. I am not so, allowed to I'm, express I'm an opinion, sir. <laughs> Yeah, so I tell him I'm not, I'm not looking to talk to a TSA person. I'm, I'm telling you, you yep. probably look into some of these things and see, you know, whether or not what you're doing is is, is right. You know, <laughs> forget about whether whether or not whether or not it's legal or your job. I'm not trying to harass you. It's just a matter of, you know, maybe hopefully you you look into this. Thank you for your thoughts yeah, today, sir. Please move along. Hey, what was the response you got from the guy at that point? When I, when I was telling him that, he was still patting me down. He, he looked kind of weird at me because I, I think at first he thought I was just some weird guy or whatever. So Yeah, you're the only, you're probably the only guy all day was talking to him about that. Yeah, because the whole time I was being nice to him. And it just, you know, I, I kept pointing out some of the things that were just funny about it. And uh, I told him, like, wow, I feel so much less less sick now than I did before 9-11. You know, you guys are supposed to be here to help, but really, are, are you doing anything about security theater? You know, he was just like, you just look so perplexed as far as, like, you know, what? And one thing I thought was kind of weird because I just had I just had dinner right now, and I'm already past the checkpoints obviously because I'm in Detroit. Is that I can go to a restaurant and, and, and uh, eat dinner with a knife and fork, <laughs> but they won't let you walk through with a, a nail clipper with a, with a can opener on it. Well, that's interesting. So, so you could weird. you yeah. could actually pocket the the uh, the knife that's from exactly the restaurant. What I was yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, so what's the real security? Like, what, wow. are, what are you really saving us from? You know, so I just thought it was kind of silly. Interesting and, observations. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was just about it for me, though. Thank you, Cliff, and uh, good luck with your continued travels. I hope you get where you're going uh, safely. And thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Very interesting. I wonder if uh, if you snatch the knife off the table from the restaurant, would they send out a a uh, an alert? Would they call up the TSA? We've got a missing knife, and they shut down the entire airport. I never knew to. why they worried about knives anyway, because at this point, no group of passengers on an airliner in the United States or probably anywhere else is going to allow them are going to allow themselves to be hijacked no with a steak knife or with a machete. I mean, you have a whole lot of people on there, so unless you have yeah. a gun or a bomb that they can't stop you from using, 
you're probably not going to take over the aircraft. Even with a gun, I think you might have people jumping on you anyway. So it, I really don't think there's a whole lot to worry about as far as an airplane being hijacked. Even if you want the government to do, think they can do a really good job of preventing terrorism, it seems like a very bad place to invest resources anyway because the passengers probably have it pretty locked down. And at this point... I have a feeling terrorists are looking somewhere else to do the next terrorist well, attack. Well, we all know that this is not about preventing terrorism, and it's all about obedience. It's all about, in my opinion, it's all about training the American people to be used to being patted and searched and prodded and demanded of and uh, abused. And I think that's the primary point to this, because that way when they expand out, as they've done a few times at this point, into the neighborhoods of America with checkpoints. And uh, I've got a story tonight, I don't know if we'll get to it, but uh, the Trinidad neighborhood in Washington, D.C., where at one point they actually had police checkpoints for several days, is now getting 30 police cameras put up all around the neighborhood. So it's it's part of that sort of training, that acclimation uh, program to essentially get people used to the police state. 800 259 9231. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll free number 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. Join us online at freetalklive.com if you like the show. And you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Odds are good you're not going to be able to get anything delivered by Christmas time, but uh, you can still no, go. You're not getting anything delivered by Christmas time if you're ordering now. But you could still go and shop and save yourself a few bucks because uh, the prices are pretty darn good. It's the brands that you trust. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, 41 categories, brand new, used. Whatever you order, Free Talk Live will get a cut. And, of course, uh, even on uh, gift cards, too. So you want to order somebody a gift, um, gift certificate to Amazon. I believe those could be delivered digitally. I, I'm not positive on that, but I would imagine they could. So go look into that at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. So whether you are ordering – actually, I guess if you're using a gift card, we probably won't get any of that because that we got our cut when it was purchased. But either way, make a habit of going into Amazon through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and virtually everything that you buy, Free Talk Live will get a cut. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And don't forget to join Nick and his uh, – I, I don't know. I kind of feel weird calling Toby your partner because you guys aren't like that. You're just no. business partners. Right. Nick and Toby over at uh, Free Minds TV. My co-host. co We just use the term works. co-host. Yeah. Uh, over at Fremont, well, co-anchor, because you guys have your own television show. Well, it depends in what context. It gets a little confusing sometimes with two shows. Right. You've got a TV show and a radio show, Free Minds TV, Free Minds Radio. You can go to freemindstv.com to access both of them, and they are, as they should be, completely free to you. So enjoy those. If you're looking for a few, uh, if you're looking for a little bit of extra audio content or some TV content that's of a pro-liberty bent, Free Minds TV is the way to go, freemindstv.com. Let's continue with your phone call. Ziggy, across the pond in the U.K., you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Ziggy. Hi, Ziggy. Right, um, Pope Benedict, uh, a guy who graduated from the Hitler Youth into the Catholic Church. Um, he's denounced homosexuals and transsexuals as more of a threat to the world than global warming. Okay, <laughs> and how does he uh, figure that, that, that a homosexual is a threat to the world? Um, I'd love to know, but I would imagine it's something to do with the book of Leviticus. 
what is it that the, the Christian or the Catholic reasoning is here? What is, what is going through their minds? I mean, don't they believe that man was created in God's image? And if that's the case, then how do they no. justify that? Catholics also believe in free will. Okay. So they're not. They'll say that you you can they'll, choose every to be time. Evil. They'll say you God chose. gave you the choice. I but. see. Yeah, so, but they'll probably say something like, "Well, you know, the rules of a perfect life are laid down in the Bible, and if you don't follow those, then you are a deviant, and you deserve to go to hell." Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's obviously nonsense. Uh, but it's just so confusing to me because I mean, if they claim that you're made in in God's image, then and and so many homosexuals believe that they they've always been this way, and I, I, I have think, no reason to doubt under, them. I, I can't understand why people can't why why it is that people just can't get it through their heads that no matter what you are, if you love another person, that's a good thing. What do the Catholics want? People to beat each other up or love each other? I don't know. Maybe the former. It's uh, there's certainly uh, Mother Teresa was really into suffering. Uh, well, there's... yes, Mother Teresa was a bit twisted. Uh, but as you were saying about uh, man being created in God's image, there is a there, uh, this is something I heard from an atheist once who said that this this shows that uh, God does not exist. If man is God's own image, then who does God socialize with? Because humans are social animals. <laughs> It's, there are plenty of things you can say that uh, go to the point that the, a supreme deity, a monotheistic, fatherly figure, God thing does not exist. And that's uh, that's another good one, I guess, Ziggy. Anyways, happy Hanukkah. Hey, thank you for the call. Happy holidays Good's to fun. you. You know, I think part of the problem is that Christians of many different stripes, they tend to impose some of the Old Testament things like the book of Leviticus, like Ziggy mentioned which lays out all that you can't have sex with men if you're a guy. And it also says that what you, if you can't just kiss pork. What if you just kiss other men? I don't know, but it's the same <laughs> place that lays down the kosher rules. Really? But Christians don't follow the kosher rules. So they're going to hell. Well, but they'll argue that the only way to heaven is through Christ. But for some reason, even though it's from the same part of the Bible, the the part against homosexuality applies in their book. But the part uh-huh. against eating pork doesn't. So it really just has to do with what makes them feel icky inside, right? So eating pork doesn't make them feel wrong, but for whatever reason, two men having sex or two women having sex makes them feel bad on the inside or something I like don't that. know. I, I mean, think it's because they've always just wondered what it's like to be caressed by another man. I think some people have a problem with homosexuality <laughs> because they're, they are a little bit insecure. Absolutely. And I don't know. I mean, when you read the Old Testament, I have to say... It's not a very pleasant p- bit of reading to do. I mean, they call for homosexual uh, homosexuals to be put to death for adulterers. Jeez. I mean, it depends on the translation you're reading, but it's pretty clear that they're calling for executions. There, it's essentially if, if we actually followed the Old Testament, it would be a lot like Afghanistan under the Taliban. I mean, it would just be a horrible wow. s- way to live. So, and if you're saying so that people it, advocate, it. if you're saying that free will is their excuse as far as well, yeah, you were creating God's image, but you get to be evil if you want to. What about animals? What about the animals that engage in what is obviously, not all animals do this, but some do, uh, naturally engage in homosexual behavior? Uh, well, animals aren't going to heaven. I think the uh, church, well, that's I'm not, not sure, too cool. but the, the position is that what? animals don't have a soul. For, really, is that just the Catholic Church's position no, or is it a biblical position? I think that's most Western religions would say that animals don't have a soul. Wow. 
I mean, I, from that's a shocker to me. I mean, it, that's hard to believe. The, that the understanding that I have is that one of the most popular ideas about you know where animals fall as far as their status is that God made them to keep Adam company, so they are here for people to eat and wear and use for our, our enjoyment. Well, I agree with all that, but I think that uh, I mean, if you believe in, <laughs> if you believe in the idea of uh, a soul, then why would you not apply that to your friendly beast friends? Uh, the very idea strange, is very... that they're just like stuffed animals that walk around for us. That's ludicrous. I mean, it's it's clear that they have different personalities, and they are not that far away from us on the the whole DNA chain. Obviously, again, we're talking about Christian or not Christians, but religious people that are just not looking at reality. They're just not looking at um, uh, at science, I mean, the fact is, your kitty cat and your dog are, and your pigs are not very far removed no, I, from I, us. I think there is a level of intelligence that human beings have that does distinguish them, to, in some sense, from other animals. But well, we have the chin- opposable thumb, which allows us well, to do no, a lot more. We, we have abs- we have uh, the ability to reason abstractly, to figure out our place in the universe, and to be quite honest, a chimpanzee is almost ninety nine percent the same genetically as us. But there's and they're very close. I mean, they can learn all sorts of behaviors. They're social animals, but there's just something missing there that doesn't quite make them a person. You know what I mean? I, yeah, like, I don't they, think anyone was saying they, they were people, but some people do. Some people argue that great apes should have human rights. <laughs> I know Jane Goodall pushes for that, but she spent a lot of time around chimps, so I you can can't. See why. I don't think you can have rights unless you have responsibilities, and I don't think you can have rights unless you are willing to re- to reserve or the rights of other people as well. Right, and that was the, that's a question that critics of that whole idea have raised. Well, are we going to start charging chimps with murder if right. they kill another chimp? Are we going to are we going to hire a chimp lawyer for them as well while we're at it? Uh, yeah. I, so you I have to know. draw a line somewhere. You really do. You certainly do. All right. So 800-259-9231 is the number here. We continue with AB in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Nick. Hey. Hey, AB. Um, I was just calling because I just went through airport security two days ago. And oh, sorry to we hear had that. An, Yeah, I was kind of sorry, too. But we had some interesting discussions with some military people that got the four S's on their boarding pass. Okay. And we got into this discussion. Um, basically, we realized that the four S's are not verified after they're printed on the boarding pass, and they're probably actually assigned to the boarding pass at the time of boarding pass printing. So if you um, printed the boarding pass at home, you, 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 one thing you do is you lessen the chances of getting the four S's, but if you do, sure. you could erase the four S's, reprint the boarding pass, and then you do not get to the extra screening. Um, That's a good point. And one of the military people, he actually got stopped because he had shoe polish on the airplane and he wasn't supposed to. Uh-oh. And that got him into a bit of a fit. But um, they were also telling me how, like, some of them have brought knives on board the airplanes by sticking them under magnetic boards and such. So really? I was just thinking that any kind of security that we think we're getting from airport security is really just an illusion of security. Totally. And perhaps so they could, you know, mess around on the airplane and scare people or whatever. But anyone that really wanted to get on an airplane and hijack it, it's very easy for them to do. And There's the no doubt about American. it. Whether you're oh, doing yeah. it, whether you're doing it by brute forcing the system and just sending enough uh, terrorists with weapons through security checkpoints so that some of them get through, that's a pretty much a fail, uh, fa- uh, completely. 
guaranteed way to make sure something happens, or you can work the behind-the-scenes route and get people jobs at the airline and go through the back door. Thanks for the call. You're absolutely right. It is an illusion, not real security. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. Free Talk Live. We are launching an hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Show is about your calls. We go to them, and we start with an anonymous amplifier from Texas on the amp lines. Hello there. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Two weeks ago, I was having lunch with my supervisor, and he told me, Merry Christmas. And then he told me I was being surplused. Surplus. Oh, my. Well, but the thing is, for, he knows for the last two years since the Liberty first Liberty Forum, I've been working to go to New Hampshire. And uh. if he hadn't have laid me off, I was going to ask him what I needed to do to put in my two-week notice. So that was it. I mean, if, if he hadn't laid you off right then, you were going to essentially put in the two weeks. That's it. And so I'm getting severance package, and wow. I've got my bills paid down like I need to, and I'm going to be in New Hampshire January 10th. Wow, that is exciting. I have to say that uh, Sam, from who's also in Texas, who is obviously not you, uh, Sam uh, was also fired recently, uh, right as he was preparing to leave uh, for New Hampshire, and he said it was uh, perfect. I mean, now he's really clear of all previous encumbrances and can focus on building a, a new life for himself up here, and I think that's great. Well, and, and, you know, with the gold prices stagnant right now, that's looking good, and also... Right now is perfect time to go to New Hampshire because the gas prices. I can go for less than a third of what it would have cost me six months ago. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you are going to be spending some money, especially if you're moving stuff across the country. Uh, it's it's going to be costly. So uh, that good point. And and welcome aboard. I, I'm excited that you're coming up here, whoever you are. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Anything else on your mind tonight? Yes. Um, you know, it wasn't but about four years ago. I can't remember if it was flying to D.C. or from Washington, D.C. I got bumped up to first class and ate a steak with a real steak knife. On the airplane? On the airplane, first class. Huh. How about that? Either either going to D.C. or from D.C. I remember because that's what I, where I was working at the time. Hmm. Yep, so it's all just a big scam, the whole security it is, deal. It is. It is. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you, and good luck with your trip, all right? Be, uh, drive safe. Uh, 800-259-9231. We were just talking about this last night with uh, Toby, your your co-host over at Free Minds TV, uh, Nick, and talking about the increase in activists that we've had here in the area recently as of the last uh, last few weeks, actually. Probably a good doubling in the activist count here in the Keene area. We had at the Social Sundays meeting this past week, which is kind of a social hangout, uh, we had 13 people, and they were all living in Keene. So that was pretty awesome to to see that happening. Yeah, I mean, people are coming, and some of them, I think, are first 1,000 signers, people who had mm-hmm. pledged to move 
by the end of the year, there's a few people who are going to move within a month or two after the, yeah. the year turns over. But there's some of those people coming, and I think there's people who just the circumstances lined up right, uh, and they're able to come now. Either they got laid off or they were able to transfer or something, and suddenly it was possible for them to move to New Hampshire. So there are more people coming, and they're arriving weekly. It's really it's really amazing. I mean, especially right here in wintertime, you'd expect that people wouldn't want to come up here at this time of the year. But sure enough, they're still coming up. And uh, these are some of the most dedicated, fun people uh, to be around. Of course, we're talking about the Free State Project, where uh, thousands of people will be moving to New Hampshire in order to be activists for liberty. And, of course, uh, that last caller mentioned the Liberty Forum. He came up a couple years ago to the Liberty Forum and really got jazzed up about what was going on here because when you come to the Liberty Forum, you're bound to get excited. You're around hundreds of like-minded people, people that get liberty, where you're only de- debating the finer details of liberty instead of uh, where, whereas when you're starting new conversations with people in your life, they don't know a, a thing number one about liberty. So uh, being around and surrounded by like-minded folks is really an amazing feeling. And if you want to get a taste of what that's like, come up to the Liberty Forum in early March, March 5th through the 8th. You can go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get signed up. You can use our discount code to save yourself 10%. That code is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. There's a whole bevy of speakers that have been uh, already brought on board for this. More are coming. Uh, and so if you get on, uh, get signed up now, you'll save a little bit of money because you get the early bird discount. Plus, you'll save the 10% from the Free Talk Live discount code. And you can get the whole list of speakers there. Big names. People like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You might know him as Kane. Dr. Mary Roart, one of our favorite authors on this program. And so many more will be there. But the most important thing I think about the Liberty Forum is just coming up, get it, having ex- an excuse to come to New Hampshire and meet, really, in my opinion, the, the people that are the best activists I've ever come across. So, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. We continue with your calls. Uh, another call on the amp line. Who is this? Hello, Amp Caller. You are on the air. Going once, twice. Another Amp Line call. Hello, who's this? You're on the air. How's it going, Ian? This is Kurt. Kurt in Michigan. Michigan. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'd like to talk about um, free market activism or market activism as opposed to in-the-system activism. Okay, sure. Now, I I know you're – if you could please summarize your position and their relative importance to each other. Uh, my position is that I think that outside the system activism is is generally more effective. I haven't completely shut off to uh, the inside the system stuff. I mean, we've seen that at least up here in New Hampshire, where the activists are concentrating their efforts, they're having some success with the uh, the inside the system stuff. To give you an example. There was a, a police accreditation hearing recently in Manchester. I guess they have some sort of uh, Kalia accreditation, and they have to get it renewed every few years. And so the renewal board was basically up meeting. And apparently what it would have normally been had the activists not shown up at this, that they got wind of it, and they sh- I think 12 of them showed up in Manchester for this meeting. It would have just been a mutual love fest session where the, the cops would get up and talk about how great their department was, and then the other, you know, other people would get up and talk about how great the department is and they'd get their accreditation but this time they were faced with uh, 12 activists a few of them who actually got up and and talked about many of the bad things that the manchester police have done i don't know if anything's going to come out of that at this point i mean they might just get re you know be reaccredited uh, accredited and move on uh so may not anything actually happen but the fact that 12 activists were able to turn out to this event which was as i understand it in the middle of the the working day 
and go out and es- essentially speak out against the police and some of the awful tyrannical things they've been doing, I think really shows the level of uh, of activism and effort that we have here. That's just, I mean, it, it's not really going on too many other places. Well, would you would you consider that in the system or outside the system activism? Because that's definitely in the system. A, system. a systemic function. Yeah, I'd say that's in the in the system. I was giving oh. an example of, of uh, some of the in the system stuff that's going on here. Because I mean, I, I I personally think that both are necessary. I mean, I look at what because Sam is like Sam. I am is like one of my heroes. I mean, what he's doing, I think, is astounding. And, and I it's, agree. It's it's in the system. He's he's following their rules. He's reading their books, and he's using that against them. You know, and and I think we we need I, I think we need both ends of it. You know I, I, mean? I agree with you, and I mean I've certainly come to uh, that that conclusion ever more so after I mean I tried the outside the, the complete outside the system approach, or at least mostly complete. I did go to their court. I suppose I could have just stayed home, but I did go to their court, and they uh, the the whole thing was a setup. I wasn't even allowed to speak more than two words to ask a question that might have been in in any way challenging to their so-called authority. Whereas what Sam's doing, Sam from the Obscure Tooth Network, is he is using their system and the supposed methods for remedy that they've built into it, and he is attempting to use those um, that that remedy uh, for himself and to to make that happen. It, nothing has has come of that yet beyond some really great video footage, and and I think that's valuable. Uh, but as far as the government people stepping into line and and behaving themselves, we haven't actually seen that happen yet. But then again, Sam hasn't been able to fully go through with the process, and he's been trying to do it. Down in Texas, all by himself. Um, but unfortunately, it looks like he's going to run out of time. He's going to be up here in New Hampshire before the the whole process completes. Practicing to be able to get the support he needs. You know, I mean, if he can do what he's done without any support, imagine what he can do with the support. Right. It's you really know, it's, it's amazing to uh, to fathom uh, what could possibly happen when Sam comes up here and begins the process uh, up here when he's actually got activists backing him up. And, and for people who don't know what we're talking about, go to obscuredtruth.com and take a look at some of the things that Sam has been doing. It's really just incredible activism. And, and think about what will happen when, when you have you know, a third of the, of the uh, uh, elected legislatures in New Hampshire have an NHLA rating of A+. That I mean, would be that pretty would awesome. The movement would be amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. So, uh, so absolutely. I mean, whatever you float your boat, whether it's outside the system, civil disobedience, non-cooperation, media creation, or it's inside working in politics and working to change things, it's happening up here. Thanks for the call, Kurt. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you to access their sites. Ours is free, so enjoy. And enjoy it all year, uh, all year round. It's not some free holiday promotion. It's all free all the time. Free Talk Live. Dot com. Some of the features you'll find there include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove that they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative from privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. 
dot com. As we continue here, uh, your calls are what the show's about. Otherwise, we go to stories interesting to us. And since we were talking earlier, we had a call come in about uh, the evolution topic, evolution versus creationism. This is sort of a, a, a false choice, I think, uh, in a lot of people's minds. Of course, people that tend to believe in organized religion, Christianity, Catholicism, things like that, tend to believe in the creationist theory. And they believe that that excludes the idea of evolution, most of them. And I think that if you believe in creationism, why not also be able to believe in uh, evolution? It doesn't. I don't think they're exclusive of uh, of one another necessarily, if if that's what you believe. And so, one of the calls that we we got on this originally was from somebody who was trying to convince us, uh, and it was Julia and I that were on the show at the time, but he was trying to convince us that. Because there were shells that were found at the top of a mountain in Alabama, that that's evidence that the Great Flood happened from the Noah's Ark story. And it could also be evidence that a plate moved and a seabed got lifted up. Yep. In fact, that's what John emails in to say. I didn't have an answer because, uh, you know, I didn't pay attention in science class. Uh, so I'd ask for you guys to call in and, and rebut that. And John emails, which is almost as good as a call. He says, guys, I was listening to your podcast. I heard a religious person cite the fact that shells have been found atop of mountains as evidence for Noah's Ark. I'm no scientist, but I am aware that the finding of shells in mountains does not even indicate that a flood ever took place on the mountain. As you're probably aware... Uh, Mountains are formed when two tectonic plates push toward one another over millions of years. Many points, which are now mountains, were formerly below or at sea level. So the shells could have easily become buried in the mountain when it was underwater and remained there when the sea dried up in a mountain formed. So thank you, John, for that enlightening email. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, there's (laughs) sea levels change, uh, land moves, seabeds move. At one point, England was connected to Europe, and Russia was connected to Alaska by land. Oh, but wait a minute, Nick. I have a rebuttal to that. I'm I'm trying to think like a religious, uh, somebody who is an organized religion guy might think, and the answer would be, well, wait a minute. You can only uh, you can only believe in this tectonic plate stuff if you believe the Earth is more than six thousand years old. I mean, obviously, you can't form a mountain in six thousand years. If somebody doesn't believe in plate tectonics, I think they're on <laughs> I think they're on the level of being a flat earther. And at that point, there's really no there's no point in arguing anything with them. Right, because if you're they're so to... dogmatic that. They're just not going to agree with you. Right. I brought up carbon-14 dating. He was talking about the age of uh, certain things I brought up. I said, well, I'm pretty sure that carbon dating's accurate as far as how old things are. And I mean, when you're talking with somebody that is that believes the Earth is 6,000 years old, you can't really go anywhere else. There's no There's no real conversation that can occur there because they're just rejecting what science has learned just completely out of hand. There are trees because of their that are beliefs. more than 6,000 years old, by the way. <laughs> there are bushes that are 10,000 years old. Yeah. And there are there were people making stuff before 10,000 years ago. So. And it's provable with scientific methods to, uh, to, I believe it's called carbon-14 dating, is it not? I mean, that's yeah. something I think I learned in yeah, science Yeah, and class. it measures the rate of decay. I mean, right. if you're, and it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying the Earth is only 6,000 years old... And you're going to reject things like carbon-14 dating and all other known science. You're free to do that. I mean, you're free to believe whatever you want. I just i am not going to take somebody that says the Earth is 6,000 years old very seriously. Sure. You know, I just – when you're a new Earth creationist, I just – I'm not going to discuss science with you. I might agree with you on other things maybe, but – I'm sorry. There's there's a lot of evidence (laughs) that the Earth is older than that. I could see – I mean, I guess 
they could make the case that it's only a million years old. It's just hard not to laugh, you know, at those at those folks. I mean, we'll take every call from everybody about this, and we'll talk with you seriously about what you're talking about. But man, really, six thousand years? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We also were talking about evolution, and some new information's been uncovered uh, over at Princeton University, which is kind of interesting, where they've discovered that chains of proteins found in most living organisms act like adaptive machines, possessing the ability to control their own evolution. The research, which appears to offer evidence of a hidden mechanism guiding the way biological organisms respond to the forces of natural selection, provides a new perspective on evolution, say the scientists. The researchers made the discovery while carrying out experiments on proteins constituting the electron transport chain, a biochemical network essential for metabolism. A mathematical analysis of the experiment showed that the proteins themselves acted to correct any imbalance imposed on them through artificial mutations and restored the chain to a working order. The discovery answers the age-old question that has puzzled biologists since the time of Darwin. How is it that organisms can be so exquisitely complex if evolution is completely random, operating like a blind watchmaker, Uh, said an associate research scholar at Princeton? Our new theory extends Darwin's model, demonstrating how organisms can subtly direct aspects of their own evolution to create order out of randomness. So what if that... What if essentially the randomness isn't so random as it is intended? What if it's... Maybe it's not necessarily a conscious choice on your part, but what if you can control your own evolution? What if you can uh, decide what you know you want to grow another uh, tail or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I've heard other studies that have been done. Actually, in Russia, they selected foxes. They were breeding them for fur, and they had a little problem in that foxes don't like to be held captive. They're wild animals. So what they ended up doing was they selected foxes for the ones that wouldn't bite if they stuck a gloved hand in the cage Mm -hmm. so the most tame ones get bred with the other most tame ones and within the span of a couple of generations only breeding for tameness it caused a cascade effect where they started to have different colored coats they'd have spots Hmm. they'd be more playful they'd bark like a dog (laughs) and people have always wondered well how did we select all these traits for dogs just coming from wolves and the fact is, just selecting for one factor, which would be tameness, changed a whole bunch of other things. So when people say, well, it's it's so complex and there's all these different things that would have to evolve, well, when there's natural pressure selecting one thing, the indications seem to be that it affects everything else. So it's not like they evolved, an animal would evolve a certain colored coat necessarily and a certain speech pattern or vocalization they might go hand in hand is what that study indicated Mm -hmm. and it's just it's obviously a complex process but i think that the detractors of the whole idea of evolution there's not much in their corner no i mean they're they're really at this point with the science of genetics and dna they're going against not just darwin's theory but they're going against a whole bunch of scientific disciplines and i you know you can try to reconcile religion with science, I and mean, you can always say God created the world in the first place, but it's kind of hard to explain away all those different scientific disciplines. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want, whether it's uh, sciencey stuff, uh, theology, anything that's on your mind goes. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the site. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. Over a hundred, or excuse me, 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, and it's all totally free over at BBS. .freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you wouldn't want to keep uh, keep your clients, too. So check out SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com right there at the top of the page on the right side. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live like SACL CAI. Uh, Just a few more thoughts here from the interesting Princeton study that is uh, pointing out yet more evidence that there is such a thing as uh, as evolution, and in fact, it's a little more interesting than even old Darwin might have uh, thought that it was. Uh, it's, uh, skipping down a bit in the story here, and you can always get the full story over at the Free Talk Live BBS later on uh, tonight. I post all the show prep there. But evolution, the central theory of modern biology, is regarded as a gradual change in the genetic makeup of a population over time. It's a continuing process of change forced by what Wallace and Darwin, his more famous colleague, called natural selection. In this process, species evolve because of random mutations and selection by environmental stresses. Unlike Darwin, Wallace uh, conjectured that species themselves may develop the capacity to respond optimally to evolutionary stresses. Until this work, evidence for the conjecture was lacking. And uh, according to the story here, the scientists don't know how the cellular machinery guiding the process uh, may have originated, but they emphatically said it doesn't buttress the case for intelligent design, which is a controversial notion that posits the existence of a creator responsible for complexity in nature. Well, that's that goes beyond just the idea of a, uh, a creator and then evolution. Intelligent design is really creationism. The idea is that God creates all the changes, so he makes all the new species, not evolution. I see. It's not It's not like a tree of life. It's like So he's up there deciding, is, like, okay, yeah. we've had enough of you dinosaurs, now we're going to bring on the birds or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the scientists said that one of the aims of modern evolutionary theory is to identify principles of self-organization that can accelerate the generation of complex biological structures saying that such principles are fully consistent with the principles of natural selection. Biological change is always driven by random mutation and selection, but at certain pivotal junctures in evolutionary history, such random processes can create structures capable of steering subsequent evolution toward greater sophistication and complexity. And now, this article isn't really suggesting that, there, that there's a conscious choice here, but what if there, what, isn't it possible that, that that could be the case? Isn't it possible uh. that... Maybe there could be some level of uh, of intention that isn't necessarily carried out over uh, one's lifetime, but is essentially programmed into DNA for the future. Is that possible? Uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm a molecular biologist. I don't know how your your conscious choice would affect your DNA. I can imagine that how you know you responding to stresses, you and your children, and your grandchildren over 
generations could have an impact on your DNA. I thought I saw a story recently, and, and maybe I'm I just not, not recalling correctly, but I thought I saw a story that suggested that you could actually influence change in your own DNA. I don't know how. Like just through just willpower or like, something like, like that, chemicals? Yeah. I, I think through willpower, through, through a conscious choice. Maybe it's like possible. The, I don't the know whole enough idea about that the subject. The, the whole idea that you're bound by your predecessors might not necessarily well, be it's, true. It's not as if you're going to be able to grow wings and, and no, fly away. No, that's not you, what I'm saying. You might be able to influence a, a, a small change in your DNA that might have an impact down the road. It's kind of interesting to think about. Let's continue with your calls. Going over to Norway, where Marius is on the line on the amp line. Hey there. Hey, Marius, you're on the air. Hey, first of all, uh, about uh, influencing your own DNA, there's no way that you could influence your own DNA. It's like uh, three different ways that uh, DNA can change uh, over time, and that is through, uh, through uh, genetic, genetic mutations and uh, also recomb- recombination through uh, breeding and also uh, through genetic drift that uh, genes just tag along. Uh, like uh, the appendix might be a case of uh, genetic drift it doesn't have any kind of uh, evolutionary adaptive uh, advantage, but it uh, just tags along um, uh, with all the other genes. Okay, I'll take but your I word really for it. Wanted, I really wanted to call to remind everyone what's the real se- the reason for the season. And, and that what's is, that? It's, of course, uh, the winter solstice. So are you a pagan? Uh, no, I'm not a pagan. I'm an atheist. But uh, the real reason that uh, people have been celebrating this time of year is that around the 21st of December, uh, the days uh, stop, ge- stop getting dark and, uh, and, uh, and start getting longer. So uh, throughout the in, uh, history, uh, all, all, people in, all peoples in the Northern Hemisphere have, have a celebration around this time. Very good. Of course, when uh, the baby Jeebus uh, worshippers uh, got to power, they, of course, they took a, a celebration that was already there. And uh, and uh, and uh, put the birth of baby Jeebus on uh, that uh, time of the time of the year. Well, a happy winter solstice to you, Marius. Any other thoughts for us? Uh, no, that's about it. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it all the way from Norway, Marius. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you live in Norway, you might be reminded of how dark it gets. Yeah. I know that if you're way up north, not many people live in the northern parts of those countries. If you're above the Arctic Circle, it gets dark. All day for a while. Mm. And if you're below the Arctic Circle, but you're still that far north, it's going to get pretty dark. Because even here in New Hampshire, which a lot of people in the States think is way up north, if you look at the map of the world, look across on the latitude lines, and we're at, like, where Spain is. Is that right? Yeah. So, like, so England most is of way Europe above is, us. And yeah. yeah. Most of northern Europe is actually way above us. Like, it would be a good ways into Canada. And so the days get shorter there. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Someplace where they've got short days would be Alaska. And apparently you'd think you could build a snowman in a place like Alaska, but not one man. Uh, The story is from the Anchorage Daily News, where Anchorage's famous giant snowman, Snowzilla, has finally met its match. It wasn't the weather, and it wasn't angry neighbors bearing shovels and pickaxes. It turns out Snowzilla's biggest foe, the one who felled the controversial but much-loved giant, was a notice-bearing city code enforcement officer. That's right. Snowzilla was abated. Ah, ah. 
It was just a few years ago that the 16-foot-tall Snowzilla arose in a residential yard in Airport Heights, launching an annual procession of gawkers and international media blitz. Camera crews came from Russia and Japan. But Snowzilla attracted a lot of naysayers, too. Not everybody in the neighborhood liked all the cars and the visitors, you know, all those old... Busy bodies with nothing better to do with their time than look out the front window and get upset about the fact that somebody's driving down their street. So city officials have now deemed Snowzilla a public nuisance and a safety hazard. So a few weeks ago, a city code enforcers left three red signs at Snowzilla's bottom body ball telling its builders to cease and desist. I love how these government bureaucrats just litter on people's property, just leaving crap that that you don't want. Thanks, for, thanks but no thanks. Uh, the city also tacked a public notice on the door of the Powers family home, and they and some of their neighbors have been building Snowzilla since 2005. So this has been going on for a long time. Three, you know, it's the third year in a row that Snowzilla has has come to uh, this little part of uh, Anchorage, and apparently some of the busybodies had had enough, so they complained to the city and they decided to do something. Which, of course, the only thing the city can do is to threaten violence. So yeah. if they were to not take Snowzilla down, uh, they would probably bring a bulldozer or something like that to take it down, and they would probably put a lien on the uh, the people's house as as punishment for their disobedience. Maybe they'd end up spending some time in jail, as I recently did uh, over a zoning issue or a code enforcement issue. And when the notices went up, Snowzilla, Snowzilla wasn't even finished. He didn't even have his head yet or even a full torso uh, the man who owns the house in Snowzilla said the kids spent hours and hours of work on it, but city officials don't give a damn about that. Uh, by the way, they couldn't even be reached for comment. But on December 11th, the city notified the community council about its decision, and they said that the two-story snowman caused increased traffic to the point of endangerment and that the structure itself was unsafe because people are playing on top of a 16-foot snowman. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and bringing new Internet listeners on board with the program. Uh, in fact, uh, occasionally doing some unusual things like paying a board operator to come in and run the show on Christmas and uh, Christmas Eve so we can help, uh, again, get this show fresh into as many ears as possible because... The fact is, people are listening to the radio on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas uh, Christmas Day, so why not give them something live to listen to? That's what I uh, you know, I want to do. I, I'm around. I might as well do a show. So we'll be here live both uh, Thursday and Friday, of course, Saturday as well, as we normally are. And I've, I've actually gotten the word we're going to be live on New Year's Eve also. So we're not taking any days off for the upcoming week, the holiday week. So we'll be here for you. Yeah, and most radio shows aren't going to offer you that. Nope, they sure aren't. So head over and help us out. Three bucks a month is all we're asking. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com as we go to Tom calling from Hawaii. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? 
Well, I heard you talking about evolution. Uh, specifically, yes, you're talking about, uh, you know, maybe that amoeba just, just decides to grow two tails. Yes. And I thought, uh, gee, you know, these guys are ready for a, for a story that I have been wanting to tell since the 80s. All right. Go at it. When I was a kid on the farm in Wisconsin, I was allergic to cow's milk, and so my mother bought a goat. And that started about 10 years of goat breeding for her. Okay. And she, she, she won all the prizes at the Wisconsin State Fair. And uh, so, you know, I'll tell you that to let you know that she was a very good goat breeder. Gotcha. Well, then, and, you know, and because of government policies and so forth, you know, where farmers were pretty much starved out, we quit in the uh, about 61. And, uh, you know, we were, we were out of out of livestock altogether uh, for a good 20 years. Well, in the 80s, in my mother's old age, she decides, you know, she wants to have a few goats again. Mm -hmm. And so she goes around to the various, oh, I don't know, swap meets or whatever, wherever you could buy goats, and she bought a few. And I'd go out to visit her on the farm, and she always criticized, you know, what they looked like after 20 years of not uh, of her not being in the business. Uh, you know, they they changed. Because they had conformed to the, uh, you know, to the whim of the of the breeders of of that day. Mm -hmm. So then I watched her get them back in just four generations to what they were when she had them in the fifties, and I could see that it was her visualization of, uh, you know, holding in her mind the image of the goat that she wanted, and somehow. Whether the goats had anything to do with it or not, I'm not sure, but I can see that it was the power of her, her willpower, that uh, affected the genetics of those animals. And you said it happened over four goat generations? Just four goat generations, that's right. It's fascinating. I, uh, I mean, I'm not being a scientist. There's not, there's not much I can say beyond I think that there's a lot that you know science doesn't know yet about how all of this works, and that could very easily be some or not. No, I don't know how easy it is, but that could be uh, very well something that might be discovered uh, without a doubt in the future that there's some sort of level of manipulation going on, whether it's uh, conscious or unconscious or. Uh, in in her case, she had a very strong intention to see what she wanted to see, and you're saying the goats, you believe the goats uh, responded to that. Yes. Nick, you're uh, sitting silent here. What do you think about um, this? I think it might have more to do with just, you know, she knew how she wanted the goats to look, and obviously she's going to select the the ones that are closest to the traits that she wanted to breed. So I'm not sure if it's directly that her willpower influenced anything inside the goats, but clearly she chose which ones would breed and contribute to that genetic stock. And, you Absolutely. know, it's, uh, Absolutely. either way, it, it's, it. it's people selecting the traits they want in animals, and they come up with entirely new breeds. We went from a wolf to a chihuahua in a relatively short period of time, speaking, in, you know, in terms of species, people were able to select for traits that they wanted, and... So she helped guide the evolution right. of that uh, that beast. And in fact, as... Uh, let's see. Somebody pointed out that there's. I'm not sure if. Uh, okay, I'm looking. Rillian has uh, shot me some uh, info here, saying that Darwin apparently didn't deny that species may develop the capacity to shape their own evolution. In fact, he acknowledged that humans are quite capable of doing so. So and it's not so random as they might necessarily have originally thought. That maybe there is more actual intention involved. Right. 
Thank you for the call tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. These are things that I'm sure they will be digging ever deeper into over time as we begin to get a, a larger grasp on uh, who we are and, you know. How this all works. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's still a lot we don't know. And some of these new theories might actually prove to be not so right, too. Sure. I mean, in the long run, they might find out, well, yeah, you know, this mechanism's working, but it doesn't work how we thought it did. You know, things do change in science. It's not, it, not, not to, not to go back to the whole religion debate, but it's not like it's a gospel. It's a theory. Right. Scientists are, are the, willing to admit they're wrong. Right. right. I mean, the, the, all, the experiments seem to indicate that it's the best fit as far as a theory. But a real scientist isn't going to claim that, well, now we know everything and we know absolutely how it works. You'll never know everything, right. that's for sure. I mean, I mean, but the, the, religious de, uh, the, the religious devotee uh, is so bought into their particular worldview that to change that would be to admit that everything they'd believed in up until that point was completely false and that's i guess it's too it that's too earth shattering for them it's very difficult well, there, i mean there are some people who do it with science too though i mean there are some people who latch on to certain explanations scientists even yeah i mean there's well, There's that's why science con- involves other scientists who will step in and say, hey, you're wrong about that's this. That's right. But, like, we'll um, you know, things like now they, the general theory is that birds evolved from dinosaurs somehow. Well, there's guys out there who are absolutely convinced that they didn't. The scientific community doesn't agree with them, but... Uh, Whatever that know, means, the scientific community. Well, yeah. it's just the consent. Some most, don't agree. Yeah, yeah, most scientists don't agree with them. But that's the way science works. Different groups of scientists argue... There's a, an accepted theory and a not so accepted theory, and and sometimes the you know the the underdog theory actually gets proven to be more correct, and Let's then it go replaces Continue it. the phone calls here. Roy is on the line in Miss uh, in Michigan. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I wanted to uh, address this uh, religious. Uh, well, I, I wouldn't call it uh, crap, but I mean, I, many scholars will. There, this age is the planet, rather, is uh, millions of years old, and that's, that can be clearly documented by uh, digs that archaeologists have found relics of uh, things that were um, over hundreds of thousands of years old. Most uh, scholars will speculate that it's probably more than millions of years old. You see, most people that study the Bible are skating on pretty thin ice, and they plow very shallow when they uh, fail to really do their deep digging and, and research. There are three earth ages, and what they don't understand, or can they differentiate when these ages uh, exist? There was an age before this one. There is this one, and there is one to come. Uh, in the first Earth age, it's clearly documented by scientists, archaeologists, geologists, that the pyramids are millions of years old. And they were built in the first Earth age. They were built with, by people like you and I. We were Oh, this is interesting. I can't say I've heard time. this one before. That you're suggesting that that humans were around millions of years ago? Of course not. We weren't human at that time. We were spirit beings. Spirit when, beings. Wow. Yes, you're saying this we, is scientifically we, based? There are, there are three Earth ages. The first Earth age, we were in a spiritual form. In this Earth age, we are in 
human form, flesh and blood. So you're saying that the die. spirit, let me see if I'm understanding you right. You're saying the spirit people actually built the, the Great Pyramids in of Egypt? Of course. They were built by people like you and I. We but were they were spirit all, people. We were all spirit beings before we entered the womb. So was it like a spirit being, is that like where you have the ability to manipulate uh, reality with just your thoughts, essentially? No, is... of course not. We had bodies just like you and I. There are documents... Well, wait a minute. What's the difference uh, between the spirit being of the first Earth age and the human being of today? Well, the human being is liable to die. They're perishable. We have two bodies. Why did that happen? Why did we transition from the... uh, Listen, we have two bodies. I want to bring you back. This is fascinating. Hang on. I want to bring you back for hour number three. I want to find out about this. So three Earth Ages. And I missed a word in the second or the third. This sounds a lot like Time Kids, today. I'm fascinated by this. We're going to bring back Roy here. He's going to tell us the difference between the spirit beings that actually built the Great Pyramids... Apparently millions of years ago. I'm not sure what Carbon-14 Dating would have to say about that one, though. Hour 3 is coming up. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And next, we launch here in hour number three. That again, 800-259-9231. That's our number. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the show. And we actually held on to a caller from hour number two because it was just so fascinating, something I don't think I've ever heard on this show, and I wanted to get a chance to dig in deep and and really explore this with Roy, who is still on the line with us uh, from Michigan. Roy, I wanted to make sure you had a chance to to, to uh, throw this your ideas out there, uh, because we've been uh, we've been talking off and on throughout the show about uh, various things related to uh, evolution and science and religion as well. I've heard you. Yeah. And uh, I'm just bringing our listeners up to speed who might be just tuning in. And you called up with some, well, unusual uh, ideas about history. And you started by telling us that you believe there are three what you call Earth Ages and that the Great Pyramids in Egypt, according to you, were actually built millions of years ago instead of just thousands of years ago, built millions of years ago. And you believe that was in the what you call the first Earth Age and that at that time that we were all sp- Spirit beings, but spirit beings with human bodies. Am I following you correctly so far? No, I'm afraid not. All right, what have I got wrong? If I've given you the impression that we've got uh, a flesh and blood body and a spirit body both at the same time, then you, I have uh, haven't done a very good, very good job of explaining. Okay, well, who it. who built the the pyramids? Let me, according let me to you? start here. And, All right, you start there. Uh, I mean, if you if you were to uh, if you understood the first six chapters of the book of Genesis, you until you understand the first six chapters of Genesis, you're not going to understand very much of anything the rest of the book has to say. Well, that's all right, because uh, I haven't really read any of it. I mean, I went to church for uh, for a little while as a as a young person, and then uh, and then dropped out of that world. Nick, have you read much of the the Bible? 
Um, I've read a good chunk of Genesis and some of the Old Testament. I haven't read the whole Bible by any means. I mean, I remember what I was taught in Sunday school and what I heard in church, and that was, uh, you know, first day he made the earth and all the animals and stuff, and then seven days later he rested or something like that. I mean, that's basically the the story. Then there was Adam and Eve, and she ate the the quince or the peach or whatever the hell it was. And apple, the snake. I think. Well, I think it was. They they say it was an apple in the the common colloquial versions of the story. They but don't it's, have apple. And, and yeah. Israel. It was actually a quince or something like that. I I, I don't know. No, it, she didn't eat an apple. What she was, was it? Holy seduced. She was seduced holy by a snake. Seduced in a tree. Well, Satan is the snake. He's also called the serpent. He's called the dragon. He's got many titles. And so then, uh, you know, the party was the over. Two, the two trees. They flooded the earth and the, blah blah the, blah. No. So you're, what's you're, this all have to do with the thir- the three ages and the pyramids allegedly being built well, in? Well, let, let's go back and finish up where were we talking about. We'll do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go back in a moment. I just want to throw the phone number out in case somebody has a question because I I think we might not have the right necessarily the questions to ask Roy and I'm I'm hoping that some of our listeners might want to call in with questions for Roy while we have him here. Uh, the number is 800-259-9231. Roy, before you go back as you're planning to do here, what would you call your belief system? Does it have a name? Is it something well, we could Google? Called, yeah, it's called the King James. King, King James. Okay, so you're just you're just a like a biblical. Uh, is that a, are you a literalist? No, I'm just a student. A student. Okay. So, uh, all right. Go ahead and go back to where you were going to go to. And we'll... Well, let's go back to the garden. That's where you were starting. That's uh, you were talking about uh, serpent. We are talking about trees there, which is a parable. It's, uh, it's an, an analogy of, uh, of Satan and, and Christ. Who so the, the were, tree were the is an analogy? The, the trees represent Satan and Jesus. The tree of knowledge, good and evil, would be Satan, and the tree of knowledge would be Jesus. Don't partake of the tree of good and evil. You show you can't even have the the good part. No, because no. Satan has got two sides to him. He's a, he's hmm. also good and he is really? also bad. Now, I've never but heard that tree, one before. I, I mean, I, normally the religious, the uh, organized religious people are all kinds of against Satan, and they say he's just a bad guy. But you're saying he's actually good and, uh, and bad? When he is cast out of heaven and he comes to earth, do you think he's going to do anything uh, bad? You would know right away Satan if he wasn't very good. Hmm. He's going to come instead of Jesus. He don't come as somebody in a long-handled red underwear and a long tail and horns. He was created the most perfect uh, creation God ever uh, created. So, I mean, instead of getting bogged down in the creation story, I mean, I think we've all heard that one. Let's go back to your original... Three Earth Ages, you want to go back Yeah, I want to know what that's all about. I mean, when was the first Earth Age in relation to the creation story? Well, I don't know where they get this creation story because it isn't biblical. It's so not. I can't explain. I can't explain. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What part's not biblical? I mean, the the idea of the seven days and God resting in the, uh, the the garden. You're saying that's not in the Bible? No, we're talking about uh, creation, which is uh, what God, how God created all of His children. He formed, however, Adam and Eve. He didn't create them, and the sixth day. It says that he created Adam. So wait, did he form he did. Adam or did he create Adam? Now listen carefully. Because I'm listening. This, you you got to you got to listen 
very carefully here. Yes, sir. Because it's... Uh, Preach it, it to goes, me, brother. It goes over the heads of most of these so-called religious people. All right. And uh, they they can't dif- differentiate between formed and created. Hmm. On the sixth day, he created Adam. Now, it didn't say anything about Eve there, did it? He okay. said it created Adam. Um, he rested on the seventh day. On the eighth day, he created the Adam. Catch that? No, I don't. I don't recall that. Part the, of the Adam, the Ha Adam, the we to show blood in the face. Are you following this, Nick? I'm having. I have to say, I'm he having a tough time. Created the well, Adam. I, I could spend. I could spend uh, an hour just on this subject. Well, I can tell alone. you, we don't have. We can. We don't have an hour. I you don't you have an hour, so right. I'm trying to give you a sure, sure. brief summary. Well, here. what's the difference between right, the well, Adam and Adam? Again. Let's go back again to All the right. six-day creation. He created <laughs> Adam. I don't say anything about Ha Adam. Ha Adam. Well, in the Greek, I'm, I'm speaking in, in the, in the yeah. Greek here, uh, which hmm. means Adam. He rested on the seventh day, or on the eighth day, and seventh day, and on the eighth day, he created the Adam. Notice the the Adam. Now, this Adam was to show, that means to show blood in the face. Well, is this in the Bible? Is this story in the Bible, or are you making this up? The Adam translates to show blood in the face? To show blood in the face. Now, to show blood in the face, you have to have white skin, don't you? Uh, I don't know. On the, on the first, on the six-day creation, it was he was designed. <laughs> I don't know where this be, is going. He was designed to be a hunter and a fisherman. It didn't uh-huh. say anything about being created or formed. It was he created, oh. but on the eighth day, he formed the Adam. And then what happened with the with the Adam? What happened to that guy? Well, he then goes into great detail about a wife, a helpmate. So what? Okay. So what was the what's her. the difference between the the first Adam and the second Adam? That's what I'm trying to figure out. The first Adam was was created. The second Adam was formed. formed. But do they, do they both exist? I mean, I, I guess I, I really am. I am having a tough time well, getting a grasp okay. on the, the I know, difference because here. It really, I could spend an hour on this. Like, yeah, well, hold on now. Is creating? Let me see. Maybe maybe I've got an idea. Let, let me run this by you. When you say created versus formed, are you suggesting like the difference? Like if you're creating something, you're sort of um, it's coming out of nothingness. Whereas if you're forming it, you're kind of molding it as if out of clay. Is that kind of the difference? No. No. The difference I'm is trying when here. when when God create something, let there be light, there's suddenly a... Pow, there it the is. Sky. Okay, okay. In other words, these are spoken words, let there hmm. be Adam. In other words, he was created by a spoken word, but with, with Adam, or the Adam... He goes into a great detail. I want to know if uh, I want to hang on to you. I'm going to bring you back here. I know people are saying, "Wait a minute, what? You're bringing this guy back?" I want to know more about this. I want to know more about the the spirit beings and how the the uh, the pyramids. I want to get back to the pyramids. I've never heard it before. No so. more of this Adam stuff. Uh, pyramids coming up. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free on the site, so enjoy them on us. 
Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include live streams, a broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, as well as a webcam, all waiting for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking to listen and or watch some additional liberty-oriented content, you should head over to freemindstv.com, where you can get it in both video and audio flavors. Uh, more, uh, more of Nick, as well as his co-host Toby, who you heard last night on this program. Uh, they do their own show. It's called Free Minds Television or Free Minds TV and Free Minds Radio, and you can get both of those free over at freemindstv.com. As we continue with your uh, your phone calls here, if you got a question for Roy, we held him over from uh, the second hour of the program saying some very unusual things. I mean, normally when you get uh, people that are adherents to certain religions calling in, they're of religions you've heard of before, but, uh, I mean, Roy's stuff I've never heard before. Roy, you're, you're on in Michigan. You're back on Free Talk Live. I know we do have a, at least a, a one caller that does want to talk to you here, uh, but before we get to that call, I just want to bring you back in, and, and thank you for uh, for being so patient with us. I mean, clearly, uh, you've got a lot to communicate. Obviously, we don't have a lot of time in which we can have you communicate that, but I just find uh, your, you know what you're saying here to be un- very unusual. I mean, how many people out there uh, subscribe to the same belief system as you? Well, I know of uh, about 350 million. 350 million? 350 million that study under the scholarship of uh, Dr. Arnold Murray. Where are these people? Well, uh, God has them hidden in plain sight, I guess. That's the best way I can explain it. That's very confusing. He's on the air 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Who? God? Shepherd's Chapel. Shepherd's Chapel. Shepherd's this Chapel. Is, so Shepherd's Doctor, Chapel, is that the name of your religion or your your belief system? I'm not into religion. I'm not what? a religionist. I, I'm simply what? a Bible student or well, a Christian, you could say. Oh, I, well, doesn't that mean you're religious? No, absolutely not. Now you're going to tell me that you have a different definition for the word religion? I uh, Religion is... Uh, Everybody is today is religious. I don't think know? Nick would qualify as a religious man. Uh, well, I mean, religion is a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of no, the universe I, I can be a, a when considered as the creation of a superhuman agency or agencies, usually involving devotional and ritual observances and often containing a moral code governing the conduct of human yeah, affairs. I don't, I don't really care about being tagged as a religionist. I can be a real goddammit when I get mad or... When I get uh, frustrated, uh, I, I just uh, can behave like a like a sailor. Fascinating, like fascinating. Be. Yeah. All right, I'm going to bring no, you. I'm going to bring you to the phone calls here in a moment. People, uh, yeah. they, they pretty much bore me, so hmm. I like to separate myself from them. I see. Most of them uh, don't understand uh, very much about the Bible. How did How did you get to be so wise? I mean, compared to them, I mean, you're saying here that uh, that well, you get what they for don't. One thing, I study under the scholarship of a Bible scholar that's fluent in all languages of the Bible. And who is that again? Arnold Murray. Arnold with, Murray. Okay, go, go ahead and Google him. Shepherd's then. Chapel. Shepherd's Chapel. He's on three. Fascinating. Uh, he's on a satellite. He goes around the world 24 hours a day. He's on right now. That's, how does he? I mean, that takes a lot of stamina. I mean, doing three hours of talk radio can can really pull it out of you. But well, 24 it's, hours. It's recorded. Oh, uh, I see. In other words, he goes. Uh, he's got the book. He's been 
teaching uh, for 50 years. All right, so. you know what? Hey, Roy, we got to get to these phone calls. People are waiting patiently to talk to you. they got questions. Of course, I still have some questions, too. I don't know if we'll get to those, but let's talk to Jeremy in Kentucky. Jeremy, you're on with Roy from the Hi, Shepherd's how you Chapel. Guys doing tonight? Yes, you're on with Roy. Hey, Roy, I just have a couple of questions for you. Who am I talking to? This is, My uh, name is Jeremy. Yes. Uh, Jeremy, okay. Okay, so you study under this Arnold Murray, and he's fluent in all of these languages, correct? Hebrew, yeah, Aramaic, Greek. And all the biblical languages, yeah. Okay. Are you fluent in those languages? No, I, that's the reason I stu- study under the scholarship of him. Okay, so... I do have, faith- however, I do study from the manuscripts, but the manuscripts that I study from aren't already translated. And Okay. But I don't uh, use the Bible as a as a study tool. I do study from the manuscripts. Arnold Murray does have some of the original manuscripts. He uh, he has a why? How of, how have you been convinced that this Arnold Murray character is so much more mm, I don't know credible than anybody else in the the religious movement? Well, let me ask you this: Do you know of any independent? non-denominational church in the world today that has a membership of 350 million people. <laughs> well, does that include Islam? No, I'm talking about Christianity. Okay, that's that's a loose term. One point that I want to make, though, is that it sounds like you have more faith in this Arnold Murray than you do in yourself, and your ability to deserve, say, BS, when it's fed to you. Now, I'm not saying that this is BS. What I'm saying is that there's a lot of people saying a lot of things that are very seductive, and when you don't have epistemic access to what, say, in this case, the Bible actually says, when you can't confirm it for yourself, you're placing your faith in a fallible human. Great point, Jeremy. Thank you for the call tonight. Your thoughts, Roy? Well, I may just say that he's entitled to his opinion. I I don't know where he forms that opinion from. Well, well, now, wait a minute. I mean, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but his makes makes a good point, and that is that you've selected this Arnold Murray to believe in. I mean, you're believing what he tells you, just like any other religious person believes their pastor or believes their preacher. What makes you so much better than every other religious person out there? Well, if you think that I'm better than everybody else... You're the one who suggested that you were better, sir. You're the one who suggested that you were more knowledgeable uh, than the rest of the religious community out there. Well, do you know of anybody that can explain the three Earth Ages to you? I know you certainly have not been uh, able to explain it, but then again, as you say, it would take you at least an hour to well, to, uh, to touch on that. So, well, uh, wanna... here's my other question for you. And there's another call on the line, at least another two more calls for you. So we're going to definitely hold you through. But another question I have for you is in, this, in regards to this Arnold Murray guy. You said that there are 350 million members of this church, the uh, the Shepherd's Chapel Church, and I asked you where they were, and you said that they're all kind of in hiding so is is this arnold uh i mean that's i'm paraphrasing but is 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 arnold did he tell you that he had 350 million members of his church and you said well where are are they and you and he said well they're not around here i mean how did you you believe him when he when he makes that claim what evidence do you have of this well he's on the air he go his message goes around the world it's translated in of 14 languages it's uh it's on right now, someplace in the world. It's on a television station in in your own 
Well, City probably. Now, just because you, I will know, I can tell you it's not on uh, here. But, but just because you have a few thousand dollars to buy satellite time with doesn't mean that you have 350 million followers. I mean, just because he has a TV show and a radio show doesn't mean he has that many followers. I mean, we don't even. I mean, we've got 45 radio stations, but that's probably only half a million listeners at most. Uh, so. I, I think you're being misled here. I think you're being led down uh, the, the primrose path. We're going to bring you back, though. More with Roy here in Michigan. I hope he hangs on because uh, there are people with questions for him. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, all the features, by the way, uh, include the updates. So get signed up. We keep you in the loop. And if there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Uh, sometimes on this show, being an open format radio program, open calls, uh, anybody can call about anything. We sometimes stumble across some of the most unique uh, individuals out there and uh, unusual things that they have to say. Roy is, I believe, still with us from Michigan. Roy, who is a member of the, uh, he, uh, from what I understand, the Shepherd's Chapel uh, Church, and uh, apparently run by a man named Arnold Murray. You claim that there are over 350 million members in this church, yet you aren't sure where they are. You say uh, you were suggesting that they were kind of hidden in plain sight, whatever whatever it is that that means. Um, and I, we've been digging around here a little bit on the Internet uh, trying to find out more about this Shepherd's Chapel organization. There's a kind of a, a shoddy website uh, available over at shepherdschapel.com where uh, there's really not too much information. Uh, there, there is apparently a, a broadband video stream that you can watch if you want. Um, yeah, so, you can get them on there 24 hours a day. Right. So uh, we've got other people that have questions. They have their own, their, their own satellite. Uh, they they own it. They own the whole satellite? The whole satellite. Wow. I mean, you've been making some amazing claims here. I mean, the satellites aren't cheap. They really must have 350 million members to be able to launch one of those puppies in the sky. They, they do. Yeah. Wow. What's the satellite called? Oh, I don't know. Hmm, so you never watched it, huh? I never. No, I You're just taking his word for it? You, you're just believing everything that he says, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Hmm. Okay. So, Nick, you uh, you were doing a little digging. We're going to get to the phone calls here in a moment, but um, did you want to share something that you found um, about Shepherd's Chapel? Well, there's uh, there's not too much information, actually, about Arnold Murray or Shepherd's, Shepherd's Chapel. Uh, Diacon 2 is a non-denominational group that criticized uh, Mr. Murray's teaching, saying that information about Arnold Murray and the Shepherd's, Shepherd's Chapel does seem a bit scarce considering how many television hours he's long requisitioned. Um, and apparently Arnold Murray claims to have a, a doctorate, although there's no dissertation on file, uh, which he claims to have through the National Union Catalog or UMI Microfilms, which is usually where you well, find dissertations. Well, let me uh, say this. It's the only ministry that teaches 
chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is the way that it's, uh, well, the Bible teaches, line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Roy, is it, possible that you've been li- is it possible you've been lied to? By Mr. Murray, is it possible well, that Mr. Whatever Murray? Whatever you think, whatever you believe. I know. I'm asking you. You're... Is it possible that Mr. Murray has lied to you? Well, I've been there for 18 years. You've been in the ch- in his church. 18 years. Yeah. What does it take to join the Shepherd's Chapel Church? You have to take it up with your father. What's who's? Don't, he, he'll tell you. Don't take. Don't come to me and ask if you can become a member. You'll have to take it up with the Lord. If you're, he approves you. Who are we to say no? Okay, so you can just basically decide for yourself to join. So right. we go to the phone calls. Russell in Texas. Hey, Russell, well, here, here's the huh? only church that I know of that never asks for money. That's amazing. Let, let's they go. They have never, a phone number that you could call and give it money. Never ask for money. Never oh. ask for money. That's, well, that's, that's, they that's don't a good thing. ask the plate. They will not ask for money. But there is they no don't. actual physical church. It's just a guy with a satellite channel, right? I mean, there's no real church, is there? Yeah, it comes from an old converted roller skating rink in Gravit, Arkansas. That's fascinating. Let's go to your calls. Russell is on the line in Texas. Russell, you're on with Roy from the I Shepherd's Chapel. I found the book of Genesis, or specifically the fall of Adam, to be kind of like a child whenever he's given a rule that says, don't touch the hot stove. But the devil formed a question in the phrase of a sentence. He said, yay. God said. Now, we're not he here to preach to God Roy. Uh, this is not preach to Roy. Uh, do you have a question for Roy? Right. Well, the, I want to know if you would really think that the Ark of the Covenant and Noah's Ark is the same thing, but really what it is is a freezer with all of the DNA of all the original creatures. I didn't think we could top crazy, uh, or crazy Roy, but, man, you managed to do it. Thank you for the call. I yeah. don't know if there was a question there, Roy. Could you, could you figure that out? I didn't hear the question. Yeah, he was, he was just babbling. Giving, he was giving a sermon there. Right, yeah, just babbling I, some nonsense. I, I did have a question, though, for you, Ray. Um, okay. Because from what I'm it's reading Roy. here... Uh, Roy. Uh, what I'm reading here on the Internet is saying that um, basically the teaching um, from the Shepherd's Chapel is that humans were with God before Adam was made, so before people took physical form, and that they took... Some humans took part in, or maybe all of them, took part in the the war between Satan and God in heaven. I think I can answer your question better by going right to the the beginning of the book of Genesis. And when God uh, said that he destroyed the first earth age, he totally destroyed it, wiped it out. And then he was talking to us. You and me, possibly. He said, let's make man in our image. He was talking about a flesh man. Well, we weren't flesh people then. He was talking about, let's do something. Let's make man, flesh man, look just like us. But he chose... Let's make man look just like us. Right. In other words, in the first earth age, we were spirit beings. We had two bodies. Two we bodies. have two bodies now. What does that mean? Well, it means in this earth age, it means that one body is terrestrial mm-hmm. and one is celestial. 
So, so one is essentially a, a spiritual being. Uh, the other is a uh, tangible, concrete beast. Uh, when you, when you, beast. when we, when we die, we simply go back where we came from. Now, I've actually heard this. this is an interesting theory uh, that you know the idea that consciousness uh, exists on on two planes and that it, that essentially you have, a, you have a spirit body within you. It's a fascinating when, theory. As soon, as soon as you die, you simply go on living in a your celestial body you know and it goes right back where it came from your terrestrial body goes back where it came from well where did it come from it came from the clay Remember, fascinating, God was fascinating. we've got to get some more calls here john is on the line in new jersey john you're on with roy from the shepherd's chapel hey how are you can you hear me yeah i'm fine all right listen uh, i'm not who's... from the shepherd's chapel by the way i'm a student yeah. okay I'm but wait where am i on the I'm not with the Shepherd's Chapel. I'm simply a student. Okay, You're on hello. with Roy. Is some, can you guys hear me? We got you, man. You're on with Roy. He can hear you. We can hear you. Go. Okay. I just want to know, is there a full moon tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's my first question. Is there a full moon? Well, you know, I mean, Roy may be a little eccentric. He may be a little confused. He may I don't be, mind uh, eccentricity. He may it's be involved. I didn't in... hear one mention of our Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Not once. Have I Ooh. heard the name of Jesus Christ? Okay. So what are we talking let, about? Let me help you out there. You know, you, you say you act like a sailor, but you call yourself a Christian. I don't get it. It doesn't sound right. Well, let me let me satisfy you. Jesus Christ, okay? <laughs> Roy, you're awesome. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, to you, John, appreciate hearing from you. Well, I mean, one of the reasons you might not hear uh, Jesus Christ on this show is because, Nick, you're an atheist. I'm a pantheist. And, uh, Roy, you're a Shepherd's Chapel student guy, so I, I don't know. No, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. Okay. Well, okay. So you I believe study, in the Jesus. I study under the scholarship of a, of a yeah. scholar, a Bible scholar. Well, what you've one. actually suggested with the the idea of uh, you know having the two uh, the, the consciousness uh, is essentially going back to where it came from well, when you die is actually I, very pantheist. I, 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 I wanted to talk about that because are all people good? Like, does our soul go back necessarily to heaven, or do some people have well, a special question? What, Roy, don't answer that yet. We're going to bring you back for the final segment. You can answer the question about are all people good here in moments, and, and you'll have to re-ask it in a moment here, Nick. Uh, more coming up here with Roy. Uh, we got Trucker Bill on the line with a question for him and uh, we might be able to fit your call in here at 800-259-9231 this is free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And just a few moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call at this point. It is Ian here with you. And Nick. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, only a few more moments here, and we still have Roy on the line. Actually, he has uh, we've had Roy on with us for the entire hour talking about his unusual belief system. It's uh, its apparently some sort of uh, sect of uh, Christianity. He considers himself a Christian. Uh, the church is Shepherd's Chapel, apparently run by somebody named uh, Arnold Murray, who has gone ahead and uh, Roy has been told that, uh, and I think maybe you've just misunderstood, either that or Mr. Murray is lying, uh, but Roy, uh, he doesn't.
doesn't own his own satellite. He he has a satellite channel, so he's on. I've been digging around here on the uh, the internet, and according to LingSat.com, the channel Shepherd's Shepherd's Chapel channel is up on Galaxy 16, and I can tell you that that Mr. Murray is not the owner of the Galaxy 16 satellite. Uh, but all that aside, here uh, we've been talking about your fascinating ideas in regards to uh, religion. People, uh, let me uh, yes. Uh, uh, Start with a uh, a little uh, dig that uh, well he was he attended he was there Who? came later I think they uh, were looking for some artifacts uh, of uh, the first Earth age when they um, wait I thought you said they wiped out the whole Earth after the first Earth age and they started yeah, that, over that was completely destroyed well how are you going to find any artifacts of it oh there aren't many but there are still well wait, wait if you're completely no, wait a minute if you've example. completely destroyed something oh, it's no, gone no, Shoof, no. vaporized well, it's out no, of here it's, uh, the pyramids are still there there are some more well then it's not completely destroyed it's almost how about virtually destroyed hey well, you know what we've got uh, nick you've got a question then we got to get to trucker bill but nick i want to make sure you get your question okay. out for roy well from what i'm reading here um i'm just going to go through the claim that's being made here online and then i'll let you respond to it um, the the claim is basically that there's a doctrine in the church essentially that um, Satan not only gave Eve knowledge of good and evil, but that he essentially literally inseminated her both spiritually and physically, and that she gave birth both to Cain and Abel. But what what disturbs me a little bit is the claim that. Um, some of Mr. Murray's teachings seem to imply that the the children of Abel would be Anglo-Saxons, Northern Europeans, and the 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 Kenites, the children of Cain, would be uh, perhaps Jews or, or something like that. So the Kenites if, would be the progeny of Cain, yes. And, and would they would they be Jews as well? Well, no, they uh, there weren't any. Uh, they were the first two. Uh, Creator, remember we talked of their. They were formed of this Adam and Eve. They were formed. Uh, they weren't. Uh, there were only two of them, and uh, Cain killed his brother. And they didn't have another child until eighty years later, when Seth was born. Well, where did Cain go to get a, a wife? He went back to the six-day creation. That was created a thousand years before. So Cain actually time traveled. You know, I'd always no. actually wondered what the answer to that question no. was. No, 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 no. They were populating the the planet. Wait, well, wait. How did he they go back been... a thousand years if he didn't time travel? I said that he was created on the sixth day. He rested on the seventh day. So obviously, Adam and Eve had no other children. So where did Cain go to get a wife? You're saying he time traveled a thousand years back, right? And no, they were already there. Who was already where? The six day creation. They they were <laughs> had multiplied into the thousand. I don't know if I, anything has been clarified been. for me here. Now wait, no, Nick, you were going to ask a question about are people inherently good or something like that? Uh, what was, your, well, where well, was that going? Well, my question is what I mean. Are there are there bad spirits and what happens to you if you're bad? I mean, if you, you when you die when right. you say, I, I mean because the idea here is that you're just going back to where you came from, but you is your soul already you? in hell or and you came to Earth form and then went back to hell? Well, or? you're going. You go back to the Father to be absent from the body. You are to be present with 
with the Lord. So, you so do you not? You do not believe that there is a uh, there is a hell? N- not yet. The not hell yet. don't start until the end of the millennium on the great white throne judgment. That's a thousand years after Christ gets here. Fascinating. Let's hey, go to Trucker I, Bill. But Christ got here two thousand years ago. Uh, he means when he no, comes back. No, he's right? on his second coming. Oh, okay. Which didn't he predict uh, the Antichrist in nineteen eighty one or yeah, something like the, that? The, the, the there Arnold is a claim Murray here guy? that Arnold, uh, Mr. Murray, predicted that the Antichrist would uh, would come in nineteen eighty one. No, he did. No, he did. No, well, apparently uh, he's it's, it's it documented. Is, it is but... footnoted. Now, no, now, well, he, it is, he had made no such claim. Isn't it possible that the Antichrist could have come in nineteen eighty one and is essentially still here? No. Like. No, it could be he, you, Nick. When the Antichrist like comes, it'll be on the sixth trump. We're in the fifth trump. Right and now. are they going to televise it on the Shepherd's Chapel satellite channel when that happens? When Satan comes? Yeah. <laughs> when Satan comes, the whole world is going to believe he's Jesus. Hmm. Fascinating. Let's continue here. Trucker Bill is on the line. Trucker Bill, you're on with Roy. Hey, guys. Uh, well, Nick kind of uh, touched on it just a little bit. I'm surprised you guys didn't glom onto it a little bit earlier when you were talking about. I believe it was uh, Adam, meaning um, blood to the face sort of thing. I immediately thought, okay, yeah, uh, white supremacy and, and racism. So Christian identity Roy, movement is what it's called. I'm sorry? Uh, there, it's, it's related to something called the Christian identity movement, according to Watchmen.org. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and my question to you, Roy, is are you a racist, and what do you believe regarding uh, African Americans or African whatever, uh, people other than Anglo-Saxon? What's your question? What are your beliefs? is whether or not you're a racist. Well, I'll leave that uh, judgment up to you. How's that? Well, we need you to answer a question so we can make an appropriate uh, decision. Yeah, that's a nice obfuscation. Well, apparently he's already formed one. I think he's a. I think Trucker Joe is, uh, or Trucker Bill is, an open-minded guy, and he's he wants to have a conversation with you. But it's clear that you're trying to shut this down, and to me, that that suggests you've got something to hide. Yes, well, he does. You can assume anything you want. Uh, I, well, since you aren't doing anything to rebut the assumption, you're not doing anything to. I think uh, it's an insult. I think he's trying to be insulting. Okay. <laughs> Trucker Bill. Why, why am I being insulting if I'm? That's what I'd like to know. That's what I'd like to know. Well, okay, that, that's a nice tactic. But uh, <laughs> the, the question remains, are you a racist, sir? I want to leave that up to your judgment. There you go, okay, Trucker Bill. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what we can I, go around in circles I, about this uh, all, all, all evening if we wanted to. But uh, anyhow, apparently, like I said, I, I believe the man uh, is, is totally a racist. And this uh, uh, Arnold Murray guy is, is definitely as well. So Thank I you. think people should beware. Yep, so. absolutely. Always beware. Thank you, uh, Trucker Bill. Just fascinating conversation here tonight. Now, Nick, you found something online that said that essentially it's, it's your understanding from what you've read that the Shepherd's Chapel people believe that Jewish people are the sons of Satan. Well, I mean, that's one claim that's being made here. I mean, essentially, there was a war that, a rebellion that took place in heaven led by Satan Mm -hmm. um, against the greater part of God's angels who sided with Michael and God. And the claim being made here is that uh, the good people, the people who sided with God, um, they're when when Jesus comes back, they're going to be with God. So they're they're not going to be. They're not going to fall flat on their face with free will, whereas it sounds like the bad people um, side with Satan, and they had something to do with, you know, 
the creation of the Kenites or uh, the line of Cain. So uh, the claim being made here is that the Jews are somehow the children of Satan. How do you, what do you have to say about that? Although it that? does say that many people who follow him don't necessarily know that. Roy, what do you, what do you have to say about that? Well, what, what do I have to say about what? I don't. Well, the, the fact that about. the allegation that uh, the the man who's running the organization that you are studying underneath is allegedly a, a racist. Well, whatever a you bigot. Wanna, whatever you want to think, it's up to you. I well, mean, I mean, you've heard the allegations; you have nothing to say about it. Well, I mean, why should I defend Arnold, Arnold Murray? He's your he's your mentor. I mean, he's the no, man that you're on here no, promoting. He, I, no, I I don't worship him. I didn't say you worshipped him. I said he's your mentor. Well, I have a I'm mentor in the radio business. Him. If you believe him to be a racist, that's your, your prerogative. Uh, that's what the Internet is suggesting here, well, and I'm just asking I, for your I, comments. I, I don't control the Internet. I understand you don't do that. Uh, I, but obviously you have no opinion on what other people have to say about the... Well, uh, if I have an opinion, I just assume not give it. If you want to think he's a racist, you're free to make that that call. All right, Roy. Well, hey, good luck. Uh, and so I thank you for your time here tonight and answering all of our crazy questions. Because I don't know if our questions were the crazy part. Yeah, of oh, the that's evening. true. Maybe he was. But uh, <laughs> that's for you to decide. <laughs> you make your own decision on uh, old Roy there in the Shepherd's Chapel, and you can dig around. What was the website? The Watchman. Watchman dot org slash profile slash Murray Pro. All right, Watchman dot org for more information yep. on these guys. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, thank you, Nick, as always. See you tomorrow night online. FreeTalkLive dot com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.